Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the BFT Podcast. You can see today's guest on the 20th of November at Guy Stadium in the Wellington Phoenix, woman play Melbourne City and try and make her story. Please welcome to the show, Bree Edwards. Welcome, Bree. It's a pleasure to have you today. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be here, so, yeah. Who are we starting with today? Uh, we'll stay true to form and I'll go first. So, Brie, it's really wonderful to have you with us today. Last year, you joined the Knicks, you joined the squad. We didn't really, I mean, you kind of came out of nowhere as far as Kiwi supporters go, um, but you made a big impact on the team. And your relationship with Lily is so cool to watch that whole, you know, like we're best friends, but we're competing for the same spot. So we're so stoked to have you today. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. So question number one, and this is one that we've asked a few times now, how would you describe yourself as a footballer and your approach to football in three words? Um, I think... I think probably... The first word I would always use to describe myself as person and a footballer is brave. Um, yeah. And then probably um, energetic and um, gritty. Love it. Love it. Now, what's cool and what you may not know is you're actually about the third or fourth person we've interviewed who has used the word brave. So that says a lot about the Knicks' philosophy going into the season. How does that sound like from what's happening on the training field? I think, like, this team from from last year and this year, you know, we've all been put into situations where we're kind of forced to be brave and forced to, like, step out of our comfort zones. And I think that's something that really encompasses this team and this environment, you know, we're constantly pushing each other and pushing ourselves and, you know, whether it's moving to a new country, like for the girls last year or for me this year, or whether it's, um, you know, just on the on the pitch and challenging each other. I think, um, yeah, that's definitely something that's very important to all of us. Cool. And so you've got a twin sister, right? Yeah, I do. Cool. So how important has your family been in your development, you know, playing football, et cetera, through the time? Tell us a little bit about of your backstory and, and about your you know, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, me and my sister Chev, we um, started playing football probably when we were about eight. Mum wanted us to play a team sport, but she didn't want us to play netball. So um, football it was. Um, you know, we were kind of like just always very energetic and just wanted to run around and, you know. Um, so football at that time kind of gave us that avenue. I think... Um, we kind of have, Chev and I have just grown up playing football together and playing sports together and just kind of doing everything. Like, you know, um, she's my best friend, like 80% of the time we're attached at the hip. So, you know, it's pretty cool to have, have, um, that kind of person in my life. She's my number one fan and I'm her number one fan. And it's just kind of always been like that. And, um, you know, she's, She's always supported me through everything and um, 
I've done the same and you know we've been probably doing we've been apart six months on six months off for the last two two years um we haven't played this year was actually the first year um or the second year if you count COVID that we played at the same MPL club in a while so that was that was really cool to get to play together and Chef got some really good minutes in first grade and scored some some bangers. So it was really exciting to be able to play together and um, hopefully something similar next year. And um, yeah, she's just such a huge part of my life and I would not be the person I am without her. So yeah. And you both got you both got the opportunity at the yeah. same time to move from Australia to the US to play college football. I mean, that is that's so cool. Yeah, it was it was crazy. You know, when we when we were looking at going to college, um, at that time we thought that that was the next step for us. And um, you know, Chev got a lot, a, a few offers at lots of different schools, and um, I wasn't as as um, successful in getting a, a couple of offers, but. You know, when we both got offered a full full school, full ride at, at the same school, we um we're like, how can we say no? You know, like, you know, get to move to a new country. You know, we were in the middle of COVID. We weren't even playing football in Australia at the time. So, you know, any any opportunity to play and to to grow was exciting. And the fact that we got to do it together made it even easier. So yeah. So, just just while we're still on the touchy feely stuff. Um, I, I, I'm aware that there's a very special person in your life who stands about seven or eight inches tall. Not person. Oh. Person. And he's probably maybe about a, 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 a he? Yeah, he, Dougie. And he's like a foot long? Yes. He's, and what's he's his name? Dougie. Douglas. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's and I's baby. Um, I miss him so much. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's the best. He's um he's it's nearly his birthday actually, twenty fourth of December. He'll be one. Um, oh, how cool! He's um he's amazing. He's literally like our our child. And yeah, Chloe Chloe <laughs> said that you might want to look you might whip your cell phone out and show us some photos. But uh, <laughs> now that you've asked, I didn't know that that was on the card. <laughs> Hard-hitting, hard-hitting questions here. So Dougie, so Dougie is a puppy and is one. Oh, very cute. Oh, do they calm down? Because I have a 16-week-year-old and he's she's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> takes a while. He's still a bit like he has his moments where he decides that he's not going to chill out for four hours. Um, but yeah, they they do get better, and Doug Doug's really well trained. He um he yeah he goes off leash and he loves the beach and it's he's he's literally the best and they're the best dogs sausage dogs only. <laughs> so he's over in Australia. Yeah, he is. But he will be coming to the Canberra game, so I'm very excited to see him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blake? So, um, you, you've now got the opportunity, as luck would have it, to 
now the, I guess, first choice goalkeeper for a while with Lily telling him and this. So how much more um, preparation do you have to make for a game? And how do you cope with the added pressure? I think, I think I kind of, I came into this, this season with a kind of refreshed mentality. I think um, last season I was very, my mentality was like, I just, I really want to be a great, a great second goalkeeper. Like, you know, I want to put in the work. I want to push Lily and push myself and make sure that we're getting the best out of each other. And I guess coming in as a goalkeeper last year with someone like Lily with, who has ex- experience and um, game time under her belt, I, I was so grateful. Obviously, it's Lily. She's amazing. She, um, she, she's the best person to train with. She's, she's just incredible and we get along really well. So I think when I came into this season, even before I knew that Lily was injured, um, I kind of came with a new mentality that I wasn't just going to um, accept being a number two anymore. You know, I kind of went whether whether I'm playing, whether I'm not playing, whether I'm not even on the bench, you know, I, in my mind, I'm a number one. And yes. that's, how, that's how I'm going to train and that's how I'm going to play when I get the opportunities. Um, I think... Sometimes the added pressure has been has been difficult as you know it's it's sport that's that's how it is but I think there's pressure all the time there's there's pressure to perform and you know pressure to be a good teammate and you know pressure with people looking from the outside and world cups and everything but I think that the way that I cope with that would be um Kind of just keeping keeping centered and making sure that you know I'm enjoying football and I'm enjoying playing and you know when I'm not happy in football and when I'm not having fun and being energetic and just being myself at training and you know um, in this environment it, that's kind of when the pressure like I know that the pressure is like overrunning me and I think that that's um, that's kind of just how I deal with it, you know? Yeah. So was there ever a thought of, oh, do I really fancy being a, a, a second-choice goalkeeper? Can I go somewhere else and get 13 football? Um, I think there was definitely, I just definitely had chat, chats with, like, my coaches and goalkeeper coaches about that. I talked to the coaches here and, but ultimately, I loved being a part of the Phoenix last year. I knew that I had so much more to give to the team and to give to the, um, you know, the club. And um, I, yeah, it's just it's it's very different. Like the the culture and the girls and the coaches, it just it makes it a whole different thing. So when when I got offered another contract, I was I was kind of like. I mean, I can change my mentality. I can, I can decide that I'm I'm a number one now, and I can do that at Phoenix for this year. So I think that's where I was at when I signed my contract, and that's where I still am now. So I'm very happy. 
there's a very common thing that we've heard during these interviews that is a place that people want to stay. And, you know, we've heard of stories of people wanting to not back office so that they can stay in this culture. So that's really cool to hear that it's sort of the same throughout the team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And it's literally like, I'm I'm so happy to be a part of this this culture and the the team environment that Phoenix have created. You know, it's it's truly amazing and it's so much like a family. So it's it's amazing. What you got, Denise or Jonathan? Well, I was just going to pick up on that. You know, two things. I mean, you're 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 framed by this like cool ply plywood you know i don't know if you're in the new facility but it kind of looks it and and then also like say more about like um the coach you know natalie lawrence you know how how is that going how are you becoming more of a family so facilities and coach i mean those are things that are hard to control as an athlete um Mm -hmm. but you seem to be in a good place with that yeah the um ncis is amazing like and it's still they're still building and they're still there they we haven't even got out well i'm actually in our, our um change our change rooms but these aren't even our proper change rooms where they're actually building change rooms especially for the phoenix woman which is pretty incredible you know um so we'll have a change room where we can just leave all our things and you know we don't have to take things home and um the gym is insane i'm a bit of a gym rat sometimes so i'm so happy um last year you know we had to go to public gyms and we had to you know work things out but this year it's you know you can come and do your gym in the morning or after training and you know you can come and rehab whenever you need the physios are here all the time um it's just it's it's truly crazy and it's like it's very professional and it's you know i think the club has really taken a huge step by moving here and it's it's amazing the 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 fields you know there's there's so much field space and you know we get a whole a whole field to train on when um when we train which coming from you know like even coming from npl clubs and other um training with other a-league clubs sometimes you don't get that and so that's just incredible (laughs) like something that sounds so like no brainer you don't get like you get a half a field like we have like six goals that we can choose to use if we really want to like you know it's just it's it's insane and on like the coaching and the 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 team culture i think nat nat and the staff have just created an environment that's so um you know inclusive and and welcoming you know we have people from all different like um walks of everything and you know people with different experiences and um everything is very yeah i think inclusive would be the word that i would use and i think that nat has created an environment that's very competitive this year it's very um you know with all the new players and we have like eight or nine firms and you know we have people that have been in the ferns and we have people that have played professionally overseas and we have new players and young players and um you know they have we have train-ons that are just insane like amazing and i think just everything comes together and through like that creating that environment it just makes being here so much easier and so much better 
Um, yeah. Jonathan, you had your finger up. <laughs> I did. I had a, I had a fantastic question, and then I was just listening to Bree, and I was just being carried away on the wind, like, oh my god, this sounds like the most amazing setup of all. And I thought, actually, Denise, you should, you could probably roll an X with your question. <laughs> Which one? The, the... the inclusivity. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm the gay one. <laughs> <laughs> and these stories are like they're like massive fans are like even before like even before we started this podcast we we're like who do we want on and they're like we want Brie we want Brie and I'm like oh okay you know I don't know much about her we want Brie like like this is like really like they're total fangirls which is cute um <laughs> I want to know um so Listen, I'm older, and when I was young, you couldn't come out, and if you did, you lost sponsors. And you know, clearly, you have a beautiful out and about relationship. And you know, um, who are you like? Who do you like? Who are your role models around being an out player? And you know, are there any people out there, you know, in this universe that you like check out and go, yay, and, and root for, or you just laugh at and you're like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing, or you know, like who who are the people in your like biosphere that you just take a look at and go, yeah. I think just I think the whole culture around um like sorry. <laughs> saying that I think the whole um, culture around like LGBTQ people in football has changed over the last five years dramatically and I'm such a huge um, I would say like I love like I love to focus on being true like true to myself and being who I am without any like apologies you know mm -hmm. so I think looking at like role models and people that kind of have ex inspired me to do things to be me like definitely you know people like Ashlyn Harris and Ellie Krieger you know amazing amazing footballers amazing people you know have done so much for the, like um, the community and you know for, for football in general and I think having people like people like them just um, as a young person um, you know in in a in a sport where sometimes being gay is stereotyped and i think it's to to look at to look at um you know people in the community and go like you know that's that's okay like this is this is who i am and you know you can be holy and truly who you are no matter what and so definitely definitely i love ashlyn harris i think she's yeah. great I got a whole like ashlyn harris wardrobe like she had all these t-shirts and these like I probably should be worried about like Ashlyn and like she's, you know, she's as a goalkeeper um, in the U.S. and um, the dudes might not know her as well because she she was backup goalkeeper for for forever, but still was like out front with her advocacy and just being who she is and and wow yeah she's a total hero um, of the women's football community as well, so that's cool to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I love big fan, big fan. Yeah, and kids are so cute. So, <laughs> I mean, very cute. Yeah, very cute and gorgeous. I mean, they're just an incredible couple. Um, yeah. Guys, question. So, just stepping a little bit aside. So, do 
does the women's team at the Knicks have specialist goalkeeping? Like, do you have a specialist goalkeeping coach, or do you have like that? Does the men's team come across? How does that work? Like, who coaches you and Lily and um, Candy specifically? We have we have a dedicated goalkeeper coach just for the women's team, which is amazing. Um, Ryan has been was the head of goalkeeping at the Phoenix Academy for a long time, and then he took a break from football and he came back to be a part of the women's team, which is amazing. He's actually um, he's from Niagara Falls, so he has a lot of a lot of footballing experience and so much knowledge and. Um, but, we, Ryan and I both have a lot of energy, always. <laughs> We're always very excited to be to be around, to be here, and you know, um, some some might say that our sessions are very um, almost hyperactive. But, <laughs> you know, I I love it. You know, I I have so much energy all the time. You know, so excited to just for everything. <laughs> to be honest, so. Um, you know, Ryan's great. Um, it's, it's cool. Awesome. And so just, yeah, so from that, I, I watched a little clip of you playing for, and a you know, little shout out here, Bankstown City FC, and there was a there was a penalty shot. And I, I've watched a lot of goalkeepers stop, you know, defending penalties, and they jump around, you know, there was Andrew Redmayne who did the Wiggles dance and all that, and Bree yeah. just, like, stood there like, I, I, I think like that we could like Photoshop a big wooden staff like a Gandalf, like you will not pass. And you were just like there like the rock. And the player took the shot and you dived down and got it. And I was like, how do you do that? Like you're literally just standing there, like giving this player like the the stare of death, like you will not get the ball. And <laughs> it was so cool. Is that what you do every time or is it just like one off? Yeah, like um, when I... When I um, when I take take penalties, oh, take penalties, <laughs> set up to save penalties, maybe. Yeah. Um, I um, kind of just, you know, I I just kind of stand there because you know, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, as a goalkeeper, technically standing still before you make a save actually enhances your ability to make a save, but. Um, you know, I think that you, I, I don't, I don't know. I want to be centered in myself before I have a job to do. So I guess that's that's what I what I focus on. Got one a question from someone who's one of our fans in our group, and the player numbers were released this week, and you got number twelve. And so he wanted to know, did you choose number twelve, or did the Knicks allocate that to you? Um, last year I was number twelve as well, so the Knicks allocated that for me last year. Um, but it's at, at the beginning, to be honest, I was like, number 12 kind of sounds like a field number. <laughs> but then I guess it's kind of it's kind of grown on me. There's kind of, you know, I make a joke sometimes that, you know, when I put on my gloves, I kind of look like a field player that's just dressed up as a goalkeeper. But, you know, I think it's, I think I, I love it now. It's kind of growing on me. So I might, might have to ask for my next club to be number 12 as well. <laughs> That's a nice one. Like, like number, no, I'm number one. Uh, occasionally I have to be number two. No, I'm number one. I like that. Yeah. Um, and someone else wanted to know, because now you're kind of based in Wellington, where's your favorite, what's your favorite place in Wellington? Where, would, where do you like to go and hang out? Um, 
I'm a, I love swimming, so I'm still trying to find the best swimming spot. Um, but I do, I also like to walk, go for walks and I've been on a couple walks at um, Camborne Walkway and it's along the water and it's lovely. So probably that at the moment or any, any place with really good food. I love going into the city and eating out. So that, that would also be one of my favorite places. Cool. Thank you, Bree. What kind of cuisine do you like? Um, Asian food, mostly. Yeah. Asian fusion is is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Do you want to do some funny ones? Let's do it real quick. Okay, let's see. Who's the the best dancer on the team? The best dancer? Um... She's gonna hate me for saying this, Lily. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. No, me and Lily have some. Um, we always joke that we're gonna make a choreographed dance one day. You know, we're we're always dancing in the change rooms, me and her. And before, if people bring out music to training, me and Lily will be on the field dancing together. So, I think, yeah, definitely Lily. <laughs> Yeah, these guys kept reminding me of, of the dance that you did with Lily when you subbed on and she subbed off last year. She said she doesn't yeah. even remember it. Oh, look, I didn't even know it happened until someone sent me the video afterwards. And it's probably one of my favorite videos and my favorite memories. You know, it's so amazing to have someone like her um, for my debut. So, it's, yeah, it's great. That's great. All right. Another silly one. If you were on a desert island, which. Wellington Phoenix female athlete, do you want with you? Hmm. That's a tough one. I think I'm going to have to say Wiz, just because, you know, she's like my, she's like my best friend. And I think I don't know that I would survive on a desert island without her. So um, just for pure entertainment and antics and just, the banter and I think yeah we might not survive but <laughs> I mean as long as as long as we're happy sure and then do you have any interesting things that you do on your game game routine um I actually got asked this question recently and I kind of I think the, probably the most interesting thing I do, I'm pretty like normal, I just get ready, but I'm constantly eating, like, like, but it's to the point where everyone knows that I have like 50 snacks in my bag, like, you know, even before training, like I eat so much, probably a full course meal and then two muesli bars, crackers and apples and like constantly eating. I'll, I'll walk onto the field with a muesli bar and put it next to the goal while it's half eaten and probably go back to it while I'm warming up. So I just always eating. I find I get very hungry during during games and training, so I just have to eat up until up until we have to go. So your muesli bars, anything else or? Um, currently it's muesli bars, pretzels and barbecue rice crackers and an apple before I go onto the field. Um, but 
yeah, that's kind of the routine I've got right now, but it might change soon. I'm getting a bit bored of the barbecue rice craze, to be honest. So. Good idea. Well, Kate, Kate, Kate told us last week that she always brushes her teeth. So between the two of you, you kind of, you're, you know, there's a nice mix there, a nice contrast between the two of you. Yeah, yeah she is always brushing her teeth, actually. <laughs> it's fun when the players dish on each other. <laughs> Blake, trying to wind us up. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have to leave it there. So, uh, I wanted to say thank you for coming on the show, Bree. And you can like on the uh, you can like and subscribe this video on YouTube. And we will see you on the next one. Great, thank you so much, guys.